everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of Comics from the Multiverse, the new DC Comics podcast from the Mail Fuzz Podcast Network. I'm Peter Bradley and joining me for this journey through the multiverse is Matt Skullthorpe. That's right, I'll be the booster gold on here. I'm mainly here for comedic support, but sometimes it makes sense. So you, you would think with the uh, the Twitter handle, uh, you'd be more of a more of the Superman here. But uh... Superman has way too much responsibility. Let's be honest. <laughs> so if anyone if anyone's Superman here, it's Pete because he does all the work. <laughs> so. oh, thank you. Don't give him credit, damn it. Well, he does. I'm not going to be staying up till midnight editing this stuff. Pete does that. And um, that other voice you hear is coming from the chronic hiccuping Ginger Menace, who <laughs> finally has someone to look up to again. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, it's Connor... not Mira. <laughs> I am the obligatory Ginger, because, I mean, if we're talking all this stuff, there's got to be one. Yeah, that's Connor Ryan, who's here, folks. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for a hollow, but that's fine. We, we can... I, th- I thought we'd covered this already. You, you know, I'd spoken, oh, and you okay. said... We're off to a great start. Oh, this is a fantastic start. Yeah, you can expect more of this shambles as we, we go through this. Well, yeah. we're gonna, it's going to be like this. We're going basically from the new 52 to a rebirth, so we got to start being kind of shitty. <laughs> make our way to being great. Yeah, Bit of convoluted stuff in the middle. Right, yeah. right now, things are a bit grim. There's not a lot of hope, but we're going to fight to get it back. That's right. There will be hope. Okay, right, so DC Comics. This is why we're here. We're all fans of DC Comics. Screw up Batman and Superman. Expanded from there, I'm sure. Uh, but why are we starting this now? We're starting this now because DC Rebirth just kicked off. It was on silent, it- I swear. It's turned itself I- off. I am going to murder you. I fucking turned that on silent before the last thing. Yeah, look, this is wonderful. You're going straight back into the speed force. messaging (laughs) the ginger so he could sabotage this, so he could say the new 52 is the plan all along. (laughs) But he's a liar. And let's not let the ginger sabotage us. But it's it's, my phone has a has a mind of its own. Aye, aye, sure. Brainiac 9, I gotcha. Who made it, Dandadio? Yeah. Right, anyway. So, DC Comics, right? Rebirth started this week. It's the new sort of... It's not an event, it's it's a new era. It's a new... Initiative. Yeah, Yeah. initiative, yeah. Um, So we had the 80-page DC Rebirth special, which of course we're going to talk about today. And every week we're going to talk about the DC Comics we're reading. Uh, Certainly over the next month, two months, three months, whatever it's going to be. We're going to try all the Rebirth books, all the issue, Rebirth issue ones, we are yep. going to read. Um, we're going to commit to doing all of them every time they come out, because there's going to be certain things. Like, for example, if something's written by Scott Lobdell, I'm almost guaranteeing you that we will not be doing issue two. <laughs> right? No. I'm, I'm guaranteeing Thankfully, you. Thankfully, that's it's only one book. DC, yeah, it's not DC related, but people are burning Captain America this week. Um... That's if you guys make me buy a Lovedell book more than once, that's I'm having a bonfire <laughs> right here. So also, um, I try not to read too much Robert Venditti, nothing against the guy, but I just can't. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean obviously there's some books we were kind of expecting, you know you know, wanting mm-hmm. to go one way or the other. But I think we're all pretty confident there'll be a good fifteen to twenty books out of the current rebirth oh, yeah. list that we're yeah, all gonna end up reading. So that's the plan. 
that's the plan. Now, if you want to hear what we were expecting from some of these uh, from before, we did actually have like a, an episode zero, as it were, back yeah. in March when they had the big WonderCon uh, stream and they announced all the creative teams. We recorded some, we didn't even have a name for the podcast yet, but we no. recorded a video and an audio episode. You can find it in the same feed and I've listed it as Comics from the Multiverse episode zero, even though we didn't have a title at the time. But in retrospect, it's episode zero. It was the plan all along. It was the plan all along. <laughs> it was episode zero and it always was. <laughs> so that's right. Let's get into it now. Of course, as we go through these books, I we are going to have to talk spoilers. Um, I, I don't think there's any way Massive. discuss the books without doing that. And I think for Rebirth specifically, there's huge mammoth spoilers. Now, admittedly, it's been over a week now since those spoilers went online, so the chances that you don't know are pretty slim. But I, I want to just give you the general spoiler yeah. warning for everything going forward. Um, now that's mm. to, that's not to say. We'll try and not spoil other books while we're talking about one specific book too much. Yeah. Uh, just in case, like, maybe you've not read one book, you want to skip that review and you fast forward to, you know, the next mm-hmm. one. You know, we'll try and keep them light in general. But, you know, there'll, there'll be some big universe stuff that's going to, like, change the status quo of everything that's yeah. going to have to get talked about from Especially time to time. Especially with all this rebirth stuff. Especially with this rebirth yes. stuff, so. Well. That's where we're coming from in terms of spoilers. So we are going to talk spoilers uh, for the books. Uh, so I guess... That's as much of an introduction that I think we need. Uh, yeah. And I think it's time to get into Rebirth Issue Zero, which I think we were all really, really excited about um, on the lead up to it. Yeah, it's definitely... That's funny, mildly. I, I felt like a kid on Christmas Eve um, on Tuesday last week. Oh, yeah. Week, I woke up on, on Wednesday morning. Usually I set a couple alarms to wake up because I don't like to wake up. But my first one went off, and it said Rebirth Day, and I hopped out of bed, downloaded it first thing, yeah. so I could read it over breakfast. And I, I left before work an hour early, just to go to the shop to get this, because I didn't want to wait till 5 o'clock to read it. I wanted to read yeah. it before work. That's, yeah. that's how excited I was. I, yeah, and this is the most excited I've been for DC in a good long while. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. Mm. I, I was up late on Tuesday night, and it got to the point where I might as well just stay up. Until until they go online, you know, because yeah, you never do that, do you? He is a vampire. Um, yeah. He thrives on moonlight. Well, hates I, when I record stuff with people like you on the the west coast, I kind of have to be a bit of a night owl. Ah, see what you did there. Uh, see, see, see what I did. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> um, so you know, we were all pumped, and for a lot of reasons, which I'm sure we'll we'll discuss, is that the very meta commentary comes out in this this book uh so without any further ado let's get into dc universe rebirth issue one uh one shot jeff johns uh mix of artists we've got gary frank ethan van skyver and one other one that, there you go there you go that's another regular actually he's, he's worked with all these guys before yeah yeah so these are all guys that work really well with jeff johns they're all anytime he's had a major story to tell he's gone to one of those three yeah so that was a nice fitting you know, and it's way to start. And it's funny actually, because obviously the, the first like page or so it starts with the the watch, and we hear the narrator. And we don't know who it is yet. Well, I mean, that's, we did, but you know, theoretically, you wouldn't know who's narrating yet. Yeah. Um, and that ties obviously into what we get to at the end. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of really nice um, meta commentary here at the start. 
mm-hmm. which I really like. And, and people have talked about this already. I've heard people talk about this online about how Jeff Johns is basically writing about the DC universe himself. He's almost speaking in the first person as himself, yeah. rather than this yeah. character. Um, you know, like I looked down. I'm, I'm direct, directly quoting from the book here. I looked down at it and I know without question I love this world, but there's something missing. And I, I think mm-hmm. what what works so well, apart from who this character is, which we're going to get to in about you know a minute, is I think that's the way a lot of DC fans feel and have felt for the last few years. Four years, yeah. So I don't I don't think it's just John's saying uh, being this character. I think he's saying this is the fans essentially. Yeah. This is that's everyone. Well, he is a fan. Like uh, yeah, that's, of course, you know he, he's fan it's not number one. Specific to just him. This is encompassing yeah. every fan it's all their voices but at the same time the, the reason why i say specifically him is because i think a lot of this meta commentary and a lot of this book feels very personal it feels like a very personal written book a lot, a lot of this mm-hmm. uh narration is very much that so obviously before we start talking about plot details let's talk about wally west because the ginger is back yes <laughs> and, uh, and... That, this, this was part of the excitement of course because we if you've been reading Titans Hunt, which is the lead-in to uh, Titans, there was a big hint at the yeah. end where they're all like, wait a minute, there was another one of us back back in the day. Who was that? That's weird. Yeah. There's someone missing. And then lightning strikes. And then lightning strikes, yeah. Yes. And the other um, thing... And, and even, also... I was going to say, even before well, that, when they announced the, the, the solicits for yeah. the first month mm. of books... That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like, the two books that had a warning were The Flash and Titans, and they both said, don't read this before reading Rebirth issue one. And it was like, well, what do those two books have in, possibly have in common? Yeah. So There's only, yeah. Um, and it also should be noted that Jeff Johns really came to comics with Wally West. That was his first major series uh, that, that he made his name on. And Wally was, you know, his Flash. For as much as he worked with Barry with Rebirth with Flash Rebirth and used him later throughout, you know, the, the comics, it was pretty much the Wally show. So he's getting to revisit this character that he made his name with and gets to tell his reintroduction to this world that he's been missing from since um, the New Fifty Two. And that was the one thing that people would ask DDO and he would just clam up on. And he didn't want to address why Wally wasn't there. And it wasn't that there was a new Wally, because it took three years into the New 52 for them to reintroduce Wally. Yeah, the the, the new so Wally almost felt like more of a reaction to the TV show than it did. Yeah. It was about that sort of time. It was when the TV show was in production. Yeah. Yeah. And that came about, right? Yep. Yeah. So. So. It, it, yeah, it's. Wally was one of the. Jody was Wally was very much the the poster child for everything we lost when the New Fifty Two yeah. started. It wasn't the only thing. Exactly. I mean, Superman lost the light, lost his parents, he lost his marriage, and I mean, we have kind of got some of that back now. But it, you know, like Wally was this representation. He was the big example of everything that went away. This idea of legacy, which they're now returning to and saying legacy is important. That's that's what it is too, because we lost that legacy. The whole stance of the new 52 was these guys have only been operating five years and with batman some stuff stayed so you saw all the robins in five years <laughs> and that didn't make sense and you know um it wasn't put up that that dick grayson was robin for that long and so 
there was Gondler's legacy. The JSA was transported to a completely different Earth, you know? And, you know, and Wally represents that legacy. He was the first hero to take on the mantle of his mentor uh, at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths. So he's very fitting to, again, to reintroduce the concept of legacy to the DCU. Yeah, and he's also one of the more optimistic characters and one of the more mm-hmm. happy characters who makes a point of smiling, who makes a point of, you know, yeah. the, 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 I mean, Barry's a lot like this as well, uh, in the sense that right. they're, they're the superhero, the Flash is the superhero that will stop and ask you how your day is after he saves you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Debatably, because he's got time because he can get anywhere else in super <laughs> speed. But, well, yeah, and that's... But he still makes the effort. And that's been, yeah. Exactly, and that's what makes him different than other heroes, right? Is like he... He believes in this justice, but he also believes in why not do it with a smile? Yeah, Joe you know almost does like because obviously Superman's a very smiley hero who cares about people, but mm-hmm. Flash is almost like the more down earth version, which is kind of silly given how powerful he can be with his with his speed. But yeah, the, the, the way he feels like the the everyman's hero in the street, you yeah. know, and a way that Superman just can't because he is this larger than life. You know, yeah. he's going to catch the play in the sky. You know. Barrett, but like the flash gonna stop someone stealing your purse. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or that, right there. Yeah. But yeah, and and it's always made sense to gravitate towards that. Um with the flash is these very street level. While you can still do the time travel and and all that stuff, the cosmic treadmill, it's still his his villains have always been very street level. With Captain Cold, you know, he's just a thug that uses a cold gun to commit crimes. All you of them, know? really. Yeah, so, and it, and it fits to bring to bring this back around with him. But the first thing we get after, you know, uh, is that it said that the watch that he's talking about was given to him by his uncle. Yeah, and from Barry. who the first got, signifier yeah. of who this is that's talking. Yeah, yeah no, was, it, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of leaving the watch thing almost because it ties more into the ending, like, thematically. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so the first place that Wally goes is he. I mean, this book is mainly him like bouncing around the DCU and yep. addressing different things. And he, he goes to Bruce Wayne. He goes to the Batcave yep. to see Batman. And I think we have to. We almost have to pause talking about the main plot of Rebirth to address what Batman's doing in this scene. Because it's because yes. when there was four big spoilers last week, one of them and it was the one that scratched. Well. You can, debatably the big one at the end is the one that scratched the most heads but this is the one that everyone went wait what <laughs> the one at the end was like you can understand it this kind of feels like this is the one that could easily go wrong if it's not treated well yeah. like, it could feel yeah. more gimmicky than the others and of course we're talking about the idea that there's, there's three jokers you know it's not just one yep. and I will say two things about this that are fairly positive right mm-hmm. I think so far at least in this book it's been handled okay because it's still been treated like a mystery. Mm-hmm. I like that. And two, in hindsight, it actually works better. Because see when Batman and Justice League sat in the chair and he's, what's the Joker's yep. real name? Real name, And he, he reacts like, oh my God. Right? I actually kind of yep. love, in hindsight, that he said, what's the Joker's real name? And the chair just went, yep. which one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's actually kind of amazing. Like, Because that keeps the mystery. We still don't know. I did have right. a little bit of a problem with this, though. I mean... Oh, on you go. So is is this great detective, and it implies that the jokers are concurrent. They're not. They're not like one after the other because he says, "Oh, 
we just caught the Joker yesterday, but now he's doing something else, and they've got the other one in custody. And it's like, so it until he knew this for them to both commit a crime at the same time. Um, I I just thought it meant that you know the Joker is one of these characters that's timeless because you see the three. Different yeah, ones but, that they but pull he's. From. I mean, he says, "Oh, the Joker's just done something, but we're we're transferring the Joker to Arkham as we speak." And it's like, mm, yeah. so it it's it's just very. I don't know. It feels a bit easy that it took well, until he knew to see this. But also, in in the beginning pages, also hinted that the stuff in the Dark Side War upset reality. That's how Wally's able to try to make contact. Yeah. So maybe something with the dark side war, dark side of the anti-monitor's presence. Yeah, I, I would almost Being maybe, so I'd speculate that maybe the same sort of like rift or whatever that happened during dark yeah. side war that Slate and Wally have a chance maybe to they come back. That this yeah. is what, maybe like the, like the second Joker as it were, uh, like remembered who he was. Like he got, he got like, the, the insanity peaked through and that's why this, Ooh. but like I said, this is like, it's like two speech bubbles in this comic. Like, yeah. we really, yeah. this is something they're going to have to explore in depth. That's the same. Mostly, I'm all right with it. I'm just concerned that again, if they go without without explaining this problem here, it could bother me. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think this is this is the one that's got the potential to be worrisome. But so far, I like that they're still treating like a mystery. Who we don't really know who any of these guys are. And that's good because we were all yeah. worried that he was going to give a backstory to the Joker, and yeah. I'm glad he did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that, that that's you know, so far so good. Um some concern but so far so good. So yeah, so Wally shows up, um he sort of like appears out of the speed force. Amusingly oh. not unlike a, a certain moment in a certain film recently, however much better. It did very much remind me of that, but yeah. done properly. Yeah. And I wonder how much advanced time that John's had to go, Hey, watch me do this better. <laughs> uh, possibly. Possibly, and that's actually that's actually the big reveal because you have that big one-page splash where he just yeah. uh, like that's when he finally says, "My name is Wally West." Yeah, when his kid Flash costume. So he's younger than he was yeah. than the last time we saw him. Matt, your mic's starting to uh, again. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So, he goes to see Bruce and. He tries to like reconnect. He's like, "You won't remember mm-hmm. me. My name is Wally West." And this is where we start to get some of the plot to sort of creep in. Yeah. He starts he's like, "Someone stole uh, time, time from us, and so on." And uh, one thing you might not notice here, you might not have noticed in your first read, mm-hmm. uh, you actually see something fly out of the Speed Force and hit the wall with a little yeah. tink. Um, and that comes up later because the first time I read this, I didn't notice this, mm-hmm. and I thought, and I thought the moment later on came out of fucking nowhere. I'm like, yeah. Well, because the focus on this one's on the letter from Flashpoint. Yeah. Um, from from Flashpoint Batman to Bruce. So, and it also looks like that gets pulled back into the Speed Force, right? Um. No, no. It's, well, yeah, that kind of does. So yeah. is that John's retconning himself? Going this was, you know. No, no I don't think it's retconning himself. I, I think I have no idea that a lot of timey-wimey stuff's going on and people are remembering okay. and it, it kind of explains like the whole New 52 thing where you know how can there be four Robins in five years right. someone stole ten years and their memories are all fucked with to make this right. work mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of part of the point is, is that it's made them weaker and the like, aspect is on to say later on and that's right um, and you know 
I, I, I like this scene because it, it. I like that he goes to Batman because he's like, like Batman figures things out. Like if there's, if there's someone that I'm going to tell, give give like plant a seed and like like put doubt in his head and Batman will get to the bottom he'll of it. He'll follow it. He knows that right. he'll he will not yeah. let it go. Yeah. So give give him a hint and you know so I, I like I like that that point from my, and this is part of John's just getting the DCU and it's it's something that I love here about Wally because it's it's not even worried about himself. He's not concerned with getting back. He's mm-hmm. more concerned yeah. with making sure someone has the knowledge to fight. Yeah. Than, than he is yeah. about getting himself back at this point, which I really right. love. No, I, I I agree. And then uh, the next sort of chunk of this first, because it's split into four chapters. Uh, the next chunk yeah. of this first chapter is mainly a a look back at like the history of Wally West and sort of explaining yeah. his backstory. Um, I don't have tons to say uh, about this. It's mostly just a nice summary. I of... imagine it's useful mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't really know much about Wally. Yeah, if this right. is because I imagine there's maybe a lot of people who do. This might be the first comic they read, just because mm-hmm. it's very heavily it's, marketed that way. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's 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 a lot of exposition, but it's a nice trip down memory lane. Um, I think it works to make sure you care about Wally, even if you didn't before as well. Well, and it yeah. preserves his Silver Age origin too, to where it's just the same thing that happened to the Flash <laughs> yeah. happens to Wally, but the way that Johns plays with it is like, oh, Barry subconsciously called down the lightning. So he wouldn't do this alone, which I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I like this. Obviously, it'd be stupid to bring him back and not have all the history. But I mm-hmm. like that it directly reflects on it. Like he met, he immediately says, "I met the love of my life. Her name was Linda Park." And he talks about how she was always his lightning rod, and he mentions that he was the Flash. And you know, like it, it makes it very. It's like a statement to us. Like this all happened. This is all important. And none of it's re- I mean it's kind of gone but he's going to fight to get it back which for me is actually one of the most intriguing parts about Rebirth yep. it's about the characters themselves fighting to get their history back yep. which is kind of genius because in a very meta way it puts them right in the side of us because we want it back It's yeah. it worked really well in Titans Hunt because that's essentially what was happening there hmm. where they were fighting to figure remember. out what they lost yeah right. and, but, and also they couldn't remember or else they give the villain yeah, that was uh, a that was a really interesting duality in that book. Yeah, so, and so, so the villains Dan Diddy was what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Diddy, they're the same. Yeah, yeah, that, that, makes, that sounds about right. Really nice. and I, I know we shit on Diddy, and that's what everyone did in at WonderCon is they let's did. poke fun at Dan. And corporate speaking, that's fine. They made money, and he didn't try to make crap with New Fifty Two. Yeah. Like, he legitimately tried to do things. So... I think I got a lot of respect for him after hearing his interview with Kevin Smith on yeah, uh, Fat Man on Batman. He, he spoke very candidly there, and he he never seems... He just seems like he made a mistake. He didn't yep. intentionally fuck anything up. He wasn't trying yep. to ruin anything for anyone. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it comes down to he didn't quite completely understand... Yeah, he doesn't have the same level of understanding that Johns does. Yeah, because well, he's an editor; he's not a yeah. he's not a creative in that way. Like, yes, he he's written comics, but he comes at it from a different angle than yeah. someone like Johns. So yeah, and it really feels like the the who's in charge of what's actually happening in terms of story has been passed on to someone else, and it kind of for the better. We can already feel the effect. There's just more. Hope. I mean, uh, you know, we, we were talking about legacy. I think. Mm-hmm. Do you think this this will be Johns' legacy going forward? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They call it Rebirth, and that was his thing. He brings back, you know, he brought back the Teen Titans, right? It was the, the team from the 80s, the new Teen Titans mixed with Young Justice. 
And then, you know, he makes... Huh? Brought he back brings, Hal. Yeah. He brought back Hal and the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. He brings back Barry Allen. You know, when something happens at DC, it's a crisis. And this isn't a crisis. This is a rebirth. So that's his legacy going forward is Johns is the guy that fixes things. Whether you like his retcons or not, whether you think he's a terrible exposition writer, he is great at resetting the story. So, and that's what is needed right now. Yeah, no one re- retcons like Jeff Johns. Nope. <laughs> um, all right, so chapter two. Right, so chapter one was called Lost. Chapter two. Nope. Um, it's kind of a, a weird hodgepodge of a chapter. It kind of jumps around a lot of different yeah. people. Um, yeah. Now, the first couple are a bit more meaty than the rest of them, but we start off with an old man yes. in a, an old folks' home uh, being chased by the orderlies. He's really old, too. Yeah, he's ancient. He, he yeah. looks spry he's, for his age. He's proper running. Well, <laughs> then you find out about him, but it says he's born in 1917. He was part of a secret group of... Uh, what do they call mystery men? Yeah, which is I think my favorite line here is uh, he's connected to lightning too. Yeah, yeah, which made me think Jay Garrick, right? Yeah, and then the hmm. bait and switch happens. Yeah, and it's uh, Johnny Thunder yeah. from the Justice Society of America. Yeah, and what one of the things, uh, one of the moments I really like in this scene is when Flash like, appears, uh, when Wally appears to him, yeah. and he shouts out, "Find the Justice Society." Uh, mm-hmm. it, the next panel is Johnny Thunder, like with tears in his eyes, saying, "It's all I've been trying to do," and yeah. everyone thinks he's crazy. And it's like, "Oh man!" Like it's yeah. emotional, isn't it? Uh, this yeah. is where they really start hitting me in the feels when they start getting to this stuff. Well, it says that he's been in that old folks home for thirty-seven years, and you know, it's like, what is? Has he been trying this all that whole time? And people are just looking at him like he's nuts, you know. And they talk about he has a connection with his great grandson, and you know, again, it's all about the legacy. Is are we going to see a new Johnny Thunder? And he also called uh, uh, Wally the genie, which yeah. for those that don't know, that's Johnny Thunder's thing. Is he can call upon this genie? Yeah, it's it's very Shazam esque because they're from the same era, but um, and then it moves to Metropolis. Yeah, we go to a police station in Metropolis, and the. Uh, What's her face? Captain Maggie Sawyer. Sawyer, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes to Sawyer, and she's talking to with an old detective about uh, a woman they've picked up mm-hmm. um, for stealing a sandwich, of all things. Because where's theirs from Foods Free. Yeah. And like, what country is that? Yeah. <laughs> and the woman they're interviewing, who we never get like a clear look at her. We, all, we only get like, no. you know, a close-up of her mouth and things like that. And we know she's blonde. We know she's blonde. She's the back of her head. Yeah, and she... Uh, She's saying that, and that they actually they bring up Superman specifically, and yep. they reference. Now, obviously, we're going to talk about Superman Fifty Two yes. uh, later, but they mention you know Superman's missing. Uh, they might even be dead, and she's okay. And she 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 says it's it's fine. Like every, okay. uh, everything will be okay. And and they ask, why does she know that? Yeah, it says because I've seen the future. Um, oh dear, calm down, Matt. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm with him on this. And then we see the one bit of evidence she had on her, um, and it's a Legion ring. Do you know, do you know, why, this, do you know why this excites me so much? Why is that? The Legion is is the ultimate legacy. Yes. They they survived a thousand years, and their their legacy still lives on, and that 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 sums up this comic perfectly, yeah. really. Hmm. Well, because they 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 base themselves off of young Superboy Clark Kent, and if he can make a difference, then why can't we? 
And that's that's why I love the Legion so much, is they are the continuation of Superman, and it's across the galaxy. Like They're not all from Earth, they're from all different planets, but they come back to Earth to protect the universe. And they are a Legion, they're not a league, they're not a team, it's... But yeah. it, it's worth, I think, I think it's worth pointing out, like, this, this second chapter, the first one we went to yeah. was... Um, who was it we went to? I forget now. It was Joy of Thunder. It was went Joy of Thunder. And then it went to uh, a Legion character. And those are yes. both things. Like, the JSA and the Legion of Superheroes mm-hmm. are both things that, like, we had versions of them in the New 52, but, but they, they weren't... weren't yeah, they weren't good. They weren't what people wanted. <laughs> I mean, some people liked Earth 2, to be fair, but... It's, it's no, okay, but it's a different telling. Yeah. I, I like you know? Earth 2, but it's not the Justice Society. No. It's, it's not JSA, no. Um, no. But... Like, no one liked the Legion of Superheroes in New 52. No yeah. one. It was terrible. I read issue one. It was atrocious. Yeah. Well, um, it was Legion lost again, and that's not the traditional Legion. Like, we're talking... And these are also both teams that John's worked heavily with in his time at DC, with his whole massive run on JSA, and then in Action Comics, he brings back the classic Legion. So... His his uh, his story of Superman and the Legion is is in my top three Superman stories. It's just yeah. fantastic. And this is why we're friends, Connor. And then after that scene, we jump to uh, Choi and Ray Palmer. And uh, uh-huh. this not only like we've not yeah, had much happen. Dean, man. Sorry, I'm not even sure. I said, "What a racist Dean." I'm not even sure he's from Hong Kong. Oh yeah, yeah, she's thirty yeah, yeah, from <laughs> yeah. uh, back to Hong Kong. Yeah, that was really weird. Um, but, so, and what I like about this, this actually, I guess a character who's not really had much justice done to them in New 52, but it yeah. also ties a little bit back into the main plot. And this yeah. idea that someone stole something. Because um, Ray tells Choi, like, I've left you an atom belt, um, I need you to shrink down and like, it'll home to me, come and find me. But mm-hmm. the scene ends with a really weird cliffhanger. Because it, it, it says he discovered the microverse and something's been changing stuff. and But he says... This is extremely important. This is the last thing it says. When you reach the first world of the microverse, you're going to meet someone. They're going to seek you out. Whatever you do, whatever they say, do not. And then it turn, that's when the, the screen turns off. And I'm like, okay. What? First of all, John's you teasing motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> secondly. But this feels like it ties into the main plot of... Uh, I'm really intrigued as to where this is going to pick up. Because there's not an atom book, is there? I would, I would assume this might end up showing up in either the JLA or a JSA book at some point. Mm, that'd be that's great. not a bad shout. I feel like that's it'd be one of those two if they don't announce an Atom book at some point. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, in the New Fifty Two, Atom most of his stuff was with Frankenstein, right? Yeah, and Shade. Hey, just Shade. Yeah. And then we had. He really was Atom. He was just Doctor Palmer. Yeah. And we had Lady Atom, who ended up being Crimson. Atomica. Mm, yeah. 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 Uh, I saw how video games work, John's. That's one of my favorite <laughs> comments from the internet. Um, so and then we jump to Blue Beal, another character who hasn't exactly had a, a nice Doesn't time. Fared well either, yeah. New Fifty Two, and again we have this idea of legacy. We have Cord, we have Jamie, um, and the idea he's the young reluctant hero, and Cord's going to help him. And I, I mean, a lot of this this section of the book does feel like it's setting up lots of other things for yeah. other books, but. It also all feels it all feels like it's backing up the idea that we're back to legacy. We're back to caring about yep. these characters continuing. Um, and I'll, I'll and that was Blue Beetle too. In a nutshell, is all about legacy from Dan Garrett to Ted Cord to Jaime Reyes. Yeah. So 
And you of know. course, uh, Doctor Fate shows up as well. Yeah, shows <laughs> out of nowhere. Like the that's, that's what Doctor Fate is, though, isn't it? He always just that's, shows up out of nowhere. Well, it's like I got exactly. This guys. Well, I didn't realize he's got this. a much better look than yeah. than other ones. So. I didn't realize this when I read this the first time. I read it twice now, but the mm-hmm. um the actual Blue Beetle book that's coming. Uh, Doctor Fate is one of the main characters. Yeah. He's uh, oh, really you don't know that either. Yeah, it's uh, Doctor cool. Fate and Cord trying to like figure out the, the mystical properties. That's the big thing here is they, they confirm yeah. that the Beatles actually, or the Scarabs the actually. Scarab, which yeah, up to this point has been alien technology from the Reach, is now mystical, but we don't know from who yeah, hmm. or what. So it's, that's it's very cool. interesting that fate looks very much to be Kent Nelson. Hmm. Okay. Now, how would you know that? Well, we've got the current book. And okay. we have a Doctor Fate, but his costume isn't like that. He's been wearing like a, a hoodie and jeans, basically. The helmet, yeah, uh, and and um, at the end of the last issue, thirteen, uh, mm-hmm. I believe it was, uh, Kent Nelson showed up, and he's okay. like a fam- he's a family friend of his parents. Gotcha. And he's introducing him. Like it looked like they were building towards him mentoring him a little bit. Give him, give him but, the helmet, Naboo. But yeah, but here you get the the close up of the eyes, and it doesn't look like the new guy at all. And it doesn't. It doesn't just. It just doesn't sound like him. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna give you that one because the look like. How do you know what he even looks like under that mask? But you know what I mean. Just based off of the eyes. Yeah, just like the the body shape. All of it just doesn't. Like, in well, he looks way- like classic Doctor Fate. Like this yeah. is Fate from the JSA. From yeah. When I that. Yep. Um, also, I love the look on uh, Ted Cord's face when he says magic. Yes. It's like a little giddy child, isn't it? It's like, well, yeah, it's magic. What gets lost about Ted Cord is he is this fun, loving character, and um, he's a tinkerer, even down to his adventures with with whatever team he's been on, whether it's the Justice League or just Booster. So, And it's good to see him separated from Booster, because for the last 15 years, it's just been those two, the blue and the gold. Hmm. So it's good to see him team up with another gold character in <laughs> Eight. Wonder if that was intentional. Well, maybe you never know. Uh, but yeah. Then next we get a quick. There's a, like a sort of quick page of like different like uh, characters getting a little bit. See a little yeah. bit of Damien, a little bit of Jessica Cruz, and just this idea of legacy, and they all kind of set things up. Uh, like you know, I'm wrong. They've aged Damien up a little bit, right? Yes. He was ten before, yeah. 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 So. Well, he was ten when he showed up, but I mean. I'd it's like, been a couple of years. Yeah, I'd like to think that he's aged a little bit since he first showed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And it... he's officially a teen because he's going to be in Teen Titans. Exactly. That makes sense. They're like, okay, he's going to be in Teen Titans. It, he has it to be does in... almost <laughs> feel like that was there just to shut up the peop- the, the inevitable yeah. section of the internet that would have complained that he's not a teen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Anywhere Damien shows up and starts trying to be the boss, I'm fine. Also, I, I, I vastly prefer the idea that he's uh, 13 and 10 anyway. Have you ever seen a 10-year-old in public and thought, yeah, I can take him. Yeah, that's how I feel. Damien needs to be at least 13. <laughs> no, Pete, I've never thought that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. 10-year-olds are terrifying. They, they they have, like, no filter and they will do anything. Not in a straight fight. Like, yeah, I could, I'm a grown man. I could take a 10-year-old. Why, <laughs> why are you thinking this? <laughs> because he thinks he's Batman. Well, no, no. <laughs> no, because I'm thinking, like, you, you think of... Uh, Damien fighting criminals in the in the books and stuff, and it's like you see I a ten. If he pulls out a fucking sword, I'm gonna shit myself. <laughs> okay, if the ten year old pulls out a katana, I might back off. All right, 
Not that I'm he planning a... He would. Not, he might. Not that, not that I'm saying oh, I'm planning an attack on a 10-year-old. I'm just saying, you read a book oh. about a 10-year-old beating up a criminal. Well, and then you, you say you're not planning on attacking a 10-year-old. And then you see a 10-year-old in real life and you go, yeah, this is a bit silly. Like, so... 13 is a bit better, is what I'm saying. Anyways. And uh, Jessica Cruz sets up, you know, Green Lanterns because Hal's, like, team up with Baz. Like, that's what she's talking about. And... Yeah, the guy with the gun. Yeah, the guy yeah. with the gun, yeah. Uh, and actually, I really liked her. Here's Sinestro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which neatly sets up Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns as well because Sinestro's a big part of that. But it's just yeah. a funny thing that she doesn't know who Sinestro is because... Yeah. Well, she's just barely Green Lantern. She's powering up until the Dark Side War. So, oh, yeah, she just, I mean, we'll talk about her yeah. becoming Green Lantern uh, later when we talk about Justice League. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but the last thing, the thing that closes off this chapter, um, which again ties into the end of Justice League, which we're, I know it's a bit weird we're talking about this first, but this is the big one this week, so yeah, we're talking about this first. Um, so we see Pandora, Pandora, the mystery character who, uh, was popping up a lot at the start of the New 52. Yeah, in every uh, number one issue of the New 52, she's somewhere in the background. Yeah. And I remember Ruining being... lives! <laughs> Why did she have her own series? I don't know. I never read money. it. That's, that's the answer, answer for the New 52, because money. Because I, I, I mean, there was excitement when the New 52 started, and when we noticed her in the first issue of every single one, it was, yeah. like, it was like, oh, what's this leading to? And it led to, well, not much. <laughs> it was a bit of a... Bit of a dud. Um, but the important thing is, is she's talking to someone. And I'm going to read out a bit of her dialogue here. I think this is... Because right. mm. again, we're setting up who is this person who's stole 10 years? Who is this person that's affecting the universe, right? Um, and particularly the second panel, she's like, Skepticism, doubt, corruption, all things your cold heart believes in. But in the end, there was hope. And the heroes of the universe embody it. Their hope, their devotion, their love for one another will vanquish what you've done. It may be over for me, but they will prove you wrong. They will prove that you are nothing but a lonely, cruel monster. Well, she doesn't finish the word monster. She gets exploded into... I'd have gone with eviscerated. Eviscerated, yeah. Also another word, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's I've just seen that somewhere first. before. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is very... Again, it's another meta thing where if, if Wally is the fans, she yeah. is the new 52. She personifies Yeah. And it's almost, I almost feel like they've kind of redeemed her a little bit just by her saying, look, they've got hope and they've got, and they're going to yep. defeat you. Like, she's almost cool. saying they're going to fight back and they're going to win, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, she is the Pandora that opened the box. So, like, yeah. if anyone's going to root for mankind, you know, it's going to be, well her. be her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, <laughs> end, of, that's the end of chapter two and that's uh, Legacy. Uh, Legacy. Sorry? Very appropriately titled. Yeah, yes. Very appropriately. Uh, and then the next title, it's still kind of jumping around different people in the uh, the DCU, but obviously it's less about legacy. Although you could argue this is kind of about legacy. So we found out in Justice League that uh, Wonder Woman, I was going to say Superwoman there, what the hell am I thinking? Uh, Wonder Woman uh, apparently has a twin brother. Yeah. Mm. Um and I think that's what her present day series in a uh, Rucker's yeah, book because that's the first arc is called Lies. Yeah, Lies. It's, yeah. it's going to be about that. And of course, it's worth noting that uh, Baby Darkseid is still a thing. <laughs> so I read this before I read Justice, Justice League. League. Ah, right. Yeah, you were confused as shit. Why the hell was Darkseid a baby? I'm not I was like, I was like, what the hell happened in Justice League when I got to this bit? <laughs> yeah. 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 Which also, which we'll get to, but like Grail covered in all this blood, 
I'm just like, man, John's is so great at creating creepy villains, like especially in Flash. Mm. And he's done another one here with Grail. So Yeah. Um so So that, this is basically this chapter's still about things that we've lost for the most part. So we, we go to the site of Superman fifty two, which again we'll talk about later, but everyone's around. We see Martian Manhart, we see Supergirl, we see a bunch of different characters. Uh but the the, the next page it it talks about this is where the, the real theme of this chapter comes in, and it's about love. And it's about what they lost other than time. It was relationships and things like that. And he, he does it with one that we completely lost when we met to New 52. He does it with Green Arrow and Black Canary, uh, Ollie and Dinner. And they have this moment where they see each other and they've never really met. But, mm. like, as Wally says in the narration, like, they feel a spark that they can't explain. And it, 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 it does this nice thing in the page where it shows you the rest of their, like, day almost. Uh, mm-hmm. side by side and with both of them at the end like just sitting in their beds lonely not knowing why they feel lost yeah yeah well, so why... it's a powerful page it's the layout as well the way they're literally parallel yeah, yeah. um and again it's one of those main things that people feel was lost and you know i mean we lost a lot of relationships in fact almost all of the relationships went you know we lost all of them pretty much yeah Mm, yeah, and everything but maybe the bat fat, like the closest members of the bat fat, yeah. like bat and right. like Bruce well, and Dicks. I, I was thinking yeah. specifically romance wise. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, we lost all of them. Don't, don't you crack a joke? Don't you try? <laughs> you crack a joke? It was right for the picking, but. Yeah. And by but the way, not... by the way, guys, uh, not a DC thing, but I just want to say, Captain America doesn't already has a boyfriend. It's called America, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, someone please draw that. Please. <laughs> Boy, if you're listening, please, I commission. <laughs> Is that how it works? I commission you, and then they have to do it. That reminds, me, that reminds me of the office when Michael thinks that to declare bankruptcy, you just have to <laughs> yeah. go out to the office and shout, I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> but yeah, no, with, with the relationships, back to Rebirth, yeah. um, that's what makes the Superman, uh, the Lois and Clark story, so so great and fulfilling is you have Superman with Lois yeah. and their family, and they have the history. So, That's the yeah. thing, and is it's it... all there. So... Also, I love. I don't know what it is. I I almost hope that Superman keeps. I know he's not, but I'd, I almost like him to keep the beard. I think I think for some reason, ever since Pax uh, Action One, where he had the beard, I feel like you know what Superman kind of suits a beard. He's rubbing the feel... beard, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, I feel like that was a test run. Or what was coming yeah um so yeah this next scene actually because we're talking about superman uh quite rightly yeah. uh th- this is a very important one so we've got we've got original superman and lois and the son john they're at a motel um and we'll talk more about them later because we'll be talking about lois and clark issue yeah. eight um but this was a very interesting scene because clark goes to grab some lunch mm-hmm. and a mysterious character shows up who yeah. doesn't tell him who he is but he says you can call me mr oz uh, we'll come back to who that might be at the end, because uh, there's, a, there's a a winning theory right now. Um, yep. But what he says to Clark is very interesting. Yeah, he says, "To tell you something in the wake of this tragedy, you and your family are not what you believe you are, and neither was the fallen Superman." That is extremely interesting, and but the fact is, is it kind of makes more sense because. 
this whole book is telling us that this isn't a different universe from pre-Flashpoint, it's that time right. was stolen and things were altered. And that makes right. me go, well, wait a minute, how can we have an original Superman who's got a wife and a kid if technically New uh, 52 yeah. Superman is just him de-aged? Um, yep. and that, but the interesting part for me, really, is that it's not just that he's not what he thinks he is, it's what New 52 Superman isn't what he thought he was either. Right. So, so my, my guess would be that this Clark is real Clark, and he always has been. Right. But when the New 52 alterations happened, when the the hand was waved, like there right. was a splinter, and like the New 52 Superman was either uh, to borrow something from the Flash, a time remnant, uh, uh -huh. or like some weird copy, or I don't know, but there's something you want to find phone. out. Yeah. Do you, do you think we'll hear this in Action Comics or Superman? Um, well, it could be either, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, because it's it's the same Superman. Just uh, Jurgens is dealing with the Metropolis stuff, and I think Tomasi is dealing with the stuff with John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, the family uh, stuff. The Superman's yeah. family. Lana's going to be in that, and that's New Fifty Two. Lana, which is really cool. I like that preview that we've seen uh, earlier this week. I love that she's going to be a mainstay. Lana was actually one of the best parts of the New Fifty Two stuff. I think. Yeah. Yes. Like, she was consistently great. Well, that was because of Pack. Yeah. yeah. It was because of Pack. Yeah. He's he's the biggest casualty in all this is that he's not on a book yet. Yeah. I, I, I was upset when he wasn't announced as one of the the rebirth books, yeah. but. Um, so now this is very interesting. I am really excited to see how this mm -hmm. all turns out, and uh, the, well, the 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 one true Superman is rightfully. If if you're having someone orchestrate to remove all hope and make things dark, you take out true Superman. Yeah. And you replace him with an imposter. So you know who this is. This is Zack Snyder. <laughs> Zack Snyder's behind all this. Is that is that who the hand is on the front? <laughs> Zack Snyder's oh, the one. Oh God. Yeah. Oh dear. But no, uh, really, really cool. And uh, we'll talk more about Superman later, obviously. Uh, so then, then we jump over to Aquaman and uh, Mira, and Aquaman proposes, and uh, so it's a nice scene. It's a nice scene uh, building up what Aquaman's going. But I think the really important part of this is that that it's this moment of uh, love returning that gives mm -hmm. Wally enough strength to find Linda because he couldn't find her before. Confused me a little bit. I thought they were already married. In when, when I read the Johns run. Ten. I thought Ten they were years married. have been stolen, though. Yeah, but in in the Johns run in New Fifty Two, I thought they were married there. They did. They married. They had kids. They had uh, Jay. Ow! Oh, God damn it, Kira. Um, yeah, they uh, Jay and the other girl. I can't remember her name. Um, and that's where they left off. But yeah, but if ten years have been stolen from everybody, then that whole relationship's gone. Wait, but that was in the New Fifty Two. No, not in the New 52. Wally wasn't around in the New 52. No, 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 no. We're talking about Aquaman and Mira. Oh, yeah. I gotcha. I thought we were talking about... Uh... Yeah, I was lost for a minute there. <laughs> yeah, so was I. This yeah. is my cat bit. I, I sidetracked. I, I don't remember them being uh, married in the New 52, and I read most of it. Like, I read all of John no, run... was. They called each other husband and wife, but it was more like a ceremonial thing. Right, okay. So... Maybe that, he says that's mostly where I've got it custom. from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, maybe, uh, maybe they're already married as far as Atlantean law is concerned, but he's proposing yeah. like a human because he's wanting to get married. Yeah. Uh, I'll accept that as a very good uh -huh. answer. Um, but anyway, so th this is him to Finland, and this might be the most heartbreaking scene that we're about to get to. Uh, <laughs> so we see Linda. And have we seen Linda in New 52? Has she popped up in Flash or anything? Nope. Uh, I can't, I can't I remember. Just been Barry and Iris and, and that stuff. Yeah. 
so she's trying to get into the the scene of where Superman's went missing or possibly died, uh, and I I like that the effect of that still being felt throughout a lot of this. Like it's it's a big thing that's just happened. Yeah, even if it wasn't the right Superman and our Superman, yeah, yeah, still had an impact. Yeah, still still did something. So so Wally's narration here it all talks about how uh, like he's missing her and how it's been torturing like so on. And he appears to her like he did to Batman earlier. And then he smiles and says, I'm back. And then there's a, a lot of tension here. And then she eventually says, I don't know you. And it's still well, a lot That of was like in uh, Temple of Doom where Mola Ram plunges his hand into the chest and shows you your still beating heart. That's what this mm. scene did to me. Yeah, that's heart. I was I was on the bus in public and I started welling up when I when I was reading this bit here. Uh, I was like, must must hold it in, must hold it in. Oh, uh, uh, that's I. Do, do you know what the one thing this does for me though is that the moment when she eventually remembers him. At it's some point, be that much better. yeah. I'm actually. I mean, I guess Titans is mainly going to be Wally like centric because he might be like I'll be having Dick with my leaders probably. Um, mm. But I do like it. Does make me think. Why isn't there a Wally West book coming out of this? Because yeah. I feel like you have a story here to tell about him trying to get back to Linda. I think we might get one soon, mm. but they obviously they didn't want to announce anything because if you announce that, yeah, yeah that's true. You ruin this. So I think we'll get and, one in a few months. Well, do, you, do you think they're going to be like, oh, by the way, that Scott Lobdell Red Hood book? Oh, secretly all along, it was actually a Wally West book by whoever we want. <laughs> Jeff Parker, there you go. Uh, I think. Hey, if I reach into the internet right now, I will punch you. You don't even put that out there. <laughs> you don't even do that. Uh, obviously, I think they're going to start seeding it in Flash because yeah. we got that, and I, I think well, it's, it's twice monthly. Williamson really only talked about the one arc. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of. St- they're going to get through that first arc in three months. Yeah, so I'm, ho- I'm hoping three, three months. Not even three months. Well, because if it's two a month... And is, it six, six, is it six? Okay, yeah. Well, I we don't know well, how long it is, but typically... I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'm hoping that Wally's a, a pretty major character in The Flash as well and not just Titans. Yeah. I'm, ho- I'm hoping he's really yeah. felt... I feel like he might be just because, you know, the solicits... Yeah. Had to be vague, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they were saying, don't read it before Rebirth. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously around yeah. in there. It's just how much... Yeah. So... That was uh, love that chapter, and then we move on to the fourth chapter, which there's a couple of quick glimpses of things like they tease like the the plot of Batman, like these two new mystery characters that are going to be invading Batman. Yeah. There's a little tease for Constantine with uh, Swamp Thing. It's but the it's real... a great insult there, though, from yeah. Constantine. You bloody turnip. <laughs> uh, but the main thing here is that the Wally's basically just giving up. Like if if Linda can't get him back, he doesn't really believe that anyone can. Um, and he, he's, you know, he sees Boomerang, he sees Cyborg, he sees Dick, who's got the blue suit. Uh, yeah, and, and and before all this, they were best friends, right? Yeah, they were, like, yeah. That was mentioned. So like, he's not getting through to anybody, not his villains, not his co-workers, not his best friend. You know, yeah. but there's one last person he has to try. Yeah, because yeah, the, the last thing in the page with uh, Dick on it is, uh, then I see him. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We're not the last person yet, but at the other Wally West, right. um, and that this this is perhaps the only part of retconning and the entire thing that I think it's a little bit clunky, because yeah. like they, they they brought in this new Wally West uh, that'd be Kid Flash who is black because they want to match the TV show, 
but everyone still wants original Wally West back. But then they can't really take away the new Wally West because then it looks really bad because you've introduced yep. a black Wally West and then, you know. Um, I just, you know, before we get there, there's a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, you just want your, you, you want to be nostalgic, so you want your, your, your white heroes back. But it's not that. It's just that this new Wally just wasn't that interesting. I'm, no. See, I haven't even read anything in this new Wally. It's nothing about the new Wally. That's not why we wanted old Wally West back. We wanted mm. old Wally West back because he has the history, because we've read his past. Yeah, see, his, his wife, his kids, yeah. we care about him. We, we care exactly. about him. He, he could have been any race, and, we, and if it's the same character, we're going to want him back. It's he could have looked exactly Wallace. the same and just been right. a young Wally, and we still would have missed what we've yeah, lost. Yeah, exactly. That, that's because of a new kid, Wally West, that was white, and we mm -hmm. still would have wanted to do one back. Yep. So that's a ridiculous... I think that's a ridiculous statement. Um, yeah, well... <laughs> and, uh... So he... You know, he, he sees him and he, he talks about when he explains the whole, you know, grand... Being named, both named after the same grandfather, their cousins. Uh, little convoluted, but it fixes the issue and we get to keep him around. Um, and who knows, he might be a really good part of Teen Titans. Uh which is where he's going yeah. to be popping up. Well, if he's not written by Venditti, he might actually be good. Never mm. know. And, and who's writing Teen Titans? Do you remember? Um, no, I'm not it's sure. It's Benjamin Percy, I think. Oh. Ben, okay. I've been enjoying his Green Arrow a lot, so... Yeah. And he writes... He writes Emiko really well. Yeah. Um, and he did that... Sister. He did those two issues on Detective, right? Yeah, yeah. And they were fantastic. Yeah, I read those ones. I might have to check those down. But yeah, so, hey, more, I mean, if you can make it work, that's great. I was always like, I always felt Tomasi wrote the better uh, Damien than Morrison. So, yeah, definitely. you know. Well, then he, then he gets to the, the main person here. So he, he goes to Barry Allen and he talks about Barry Allen smiling. He talks about Barry Allen bringing all the kids pizza that he's just saved from a fire. Um... And he basically, he's not even trying to get back anymore. He, he just says, like, that's enough for me. If I can say something to him, I can die in peace. Like, he's, he's giving up. He's ready to die. Like, he's, he's almost giving up hope. Kind of like, almost, you could argue, the fans might have been towards the end of the New yeah. 52. It, it's time to, like, let the past go. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's, it's time to give it all up, yeah. And, you know, I think for a lot of us, um, you know, we got to the end of the New 52... The amount of books we were reading from DC had diminished drastically from the start of it. Um, yep. And I, I think that's almost what this represents. So he shows up to Barry and he's basically just saying <laughs> goodbye and he thanks him for his life and everything he's done for and, him. And this is where the tears came. That, like, uh, yep. They're not, they're not being too. held back anymore. No, that, this is where tears mm -hmm. proper came. So Wally starts to fade into the Speed Force. Uh, and he starts to fade back, and Barry's like, I don't understand, you will one day. And basically, before he's dying, though, he's like, go to Batman, ask him about the letter. You know, he's trying mm -hmm. to plant those seeds again. He's trying to get Barry and Bruce, who are the more detective ones, to come together and try and figure this shit out, because he wants them to fix it. And he's literally, like, I'm looking at the panels now, and I'm almost getting this guy just talking about it, because he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's fading into the speed force, and there's just that moment where Barry's eyes just open and he says Wally. And it's like the yep. first time anyone in the DC Universe has acknowledged Wally West in six years. Well, and before that too, the, the one line that stuck out with me was Wally going, thank you for an amazing life. Yeah, that's the mm -hmm. one that gets me as well. And if, and if that is John's using this to be the fans and himself, 
It's thanks for being there. Even if they don't have it now, you can't take away my memories. Mm. Yeah, you know? it's like you might not have been there for five years, but right, we had you for 20, 30, whatever it was. Exactly, you know, like still we, we... thank you. Yeah. 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 And just the moment when Barry grabs his hand and pulls him out of the Speed Force, and, you know, he's back, and they hug, and they smile at each other. And, you know, when was the last time in a DC movie we've seen someone smile, really? <laughs> it's been a That's while. That's not Joker? That's not Joker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Uh, 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 this is the this is the this the scene also, of the comic, you know. I I take umbrage umbrage too with when they hug, and it's and it looks like it's an aged up Wally from where he was, right? Because he's mm. about the same height as Barry when they hug, and when he says, "How could I ever forget you?" and those a holes that added Hail Hydra to that image, while funny, takes takes away from this moment, and and you know. But I can't yeah, ruin it for me. Thing. I will not let no. it. Yeah, it doesn't affect anything. I don't know what you're complaining about. No, I'm just saying it's such a nice. Like I think it's Gary Frank who drew it. It, it should have been exempt from from your memeing. Yeah. Thank you. Keep exactly. your memes away from our moment because that that scene. Exactly. It wouldn't surprise me if at the end of the year, when we're looking back at the year since we were started and picking our favorite moments, it wouldn't surprise yep. me if this moment's still near the top, if not number one. Because mm -hmm. it's just, yep. it's. Is, is Wally finally coming back and Barry acknowledging it and of course what follows is Wally explains the time lost and it's interesting to because I remember when Flashpoint just happened and we weren't sure if Barry could remember everything it was very yep. unclear yeah Um, but it, it becomes more clear here that the, over time the memory just got muddled and everything went away yep. Um, kind of how it does with comics is you kind of forget these things that happen because it's about what's happening now, but not happen then. Yeah, you know. And this is where sort of the main themes and the idea of building the plot outside the meta idea um, yep. is is like so someone stole this from us. Someone stole ten years. Someone's messing with it. I don't know who they are, but I know they're there. Uh, it, it, they did this to weaken us, to weaken everyone. Um, and because you know, Barry's even like, was it was it Thon? Like, is it him that's doing this? Right. And, you know, he's like, no, 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 it's something else. It's someone else. Um, More powerful. Uh, I, 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 just got, I, just got, I just got a flashback of the opening uh, monologue from Arrow, as I said that. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I oh, I'm sorry. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what did you just do? Uh, something else, someone else. But as, as he's narrating, this, this is when it, it goes, goes to the back, back to the Batcave. Mm -hmm. And Batman's sort of wandering through the Batcave and he notices where the, the thing hit the wall before, when the Speed yeah. Force was there. As Wally's continually talking and talking about this guy, someone's even more powerful than Darkseid. It's a force out there that we've never met. Um, and it's and he sets up the themes. He's like, it's going to be a war between hope and despair of love and apathy. And it's like, it's just it's bringing this all back. It's like, we're all wanting this hopeful world to come back where everything doesn't have to be gritty, where everything doesn't have to try and be dark. It's kind of like, if you look at the movies... It's almost the same thing that's happened to DC movies after Dark Knight. Is Dark Knight was amazing, but they've misunderstood yep. why it was amazing and they've tried to make everything dark and gritty since. Yep. The same thing is kinda Yeah. And the same thing's kinda happened in comic over a longer period of time from a certain yep. era. Um and this is where things get really meta. And then at the end of this page we see Batman chipping away at the rock and he says, oh. Even now, Barry, you've turned the page and Batman's holding the comedian's pin with the blood on it from Watchmen. And it says we're being watched. 
And it's, oh. and it's this yeah, kind of thing, just reading it again. And, and it's the kind of yep. thing where you hear a week in advance that Johns is bringing Watchmen into DCU and mm-hmm. that it's connected to stuff. And you hear that on its own and you think, oh, this sounds like a stunt. It sounds kind of ballsy. Mm-hmm. It's a brave, brave move. But then you hear, you hear the idea that, oh, Dr. Manhattan's the one who stole time. Dr. Manhattan's going to be the, the villain. Yeah, we get the, that in the next little epilogue yeah. bit, don't we? of the DC yep. universe and it's kind of already been hinted because we've seen the people exploding like uh, Rorschach did uh, it's identical Rorschach. isn't it yeah yep. amazing and uh so, so you, you get that and but just the way this is revealed the, the way they build up to this that there's someone because they don't even know who it is they don't know who the Watchmen are no. they don't know who any of these characters are he's just in someone's watching us and as he says the word watch we see Batman holding the pin and it's this perfect little touch I just want to say like how wonderfully planted this was from the first page of this book where the clock, yeah. Not even the clock, just the layout. It's the same yep. stylistic yeah, yeah, layout yeah, yeah. as Watchmen. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's very good. I, I mean, we knew, I knew going in because I couldn't hold off on the spoilers, yeah, yeah. but I kind of almost wish I didn't because yeah. my mind would have been blown. I think. Yeah, uh, that's that's one hell of a reveal. Well, and it ends too in like a compliment to the open, which I didn't realize till now. Yeah, yeah, because it ends with the, the, the clock from Watchmen mirroring the, the watch yeah. from the start of the... Yeah. Because we get to the epilogue and we get... We go through space and we end on Mars and we see the mm-hmm. watch being broken apart and fixed as dialogue from the original Watchmen book uh, is over it. So, because some people mistook this as narration, but it's not. It's actually just a direct lift. But, yeah. From... Yep. Uh, from the original book. And it ends with the yellow clock... Uh, counting down to midnight, which was obviously a big thing in Watchmen as well. So it, and that that's the end of the book, and it's it, it kind of, it just the whole thing uh, above being like an apology and a return of hope, and like I say, it it has this idea of the heroes going to be fighting for hope, um, mm-hmm. and fighting to get back to what they were, and fighting to get their relationships back. Um, but even this idea of the clock counting down and that Manhattan's this really all powerful villain, uh for me, really works. I think you can be cynical about them, including Watchmen, but I think the meta-commentary and the way it's been used is actually yeah. kind of the perfect way to use Watchmen. Yeah, it's the same thing Which... you just said about Dark Knight Rises. Uh, well, Dark Knight Trilogy yeah. in general, where this is the, the same thing where it's Watchmen that was it for comics, that that's the shift, essentially. That's, yeah. that's what's to aspire to be. Which, I mean, obviously Watchmen at the time, the, the point was it was a, it was a it was a deconstruction of superheroes. Yeah, it was what what you shouldn't do, essentially. Yeah. In a way, yeah. Um, it's, it's what not to be in the long run. I bet you Alan Moore is pretty pissed off. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he's screaming. <laughs> out, out in the moors somewhere, he's just... Out, out there, there's there's a there's just a beard shouting in, in the hills. <laughs> he's more man than beard. Well, he's... More beard than man, rather. <laughs> yeah. fists uh... fist in the air, just screaming <laughs> to the just, heavens. Just... out through the beard. Yeah, he looks like Cousin It. Um, this is the first time Johns has repurposed stuff that Moore worked on, which most would take as a, yeah, that's why you write comics, right? This becomes part of the bigger thing. Mm. And no one ever touched Watchmen because it's this thing that is untouchable and it's out on its own, you know? And I remember when Johns was doing the Green Lantern stuff based off of that, that the, the Tiger story. And uh, Moore was not happy about it. You can't think of your own stuff, so you go back to 
thirty-year-old pish, and he was not happy know. when they did that. Uh, you know, the before Watchmen stuff a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, right. and he was very unhappy with them then. Yeah, right. well, I never read any of that because I, I that felt kind of weird, unnecessary to me. Um, where I feel like how it's been used here because I I don't necessarily think we're going to have like Rorsch- I mean, Rorschach technically should be dead. Uh, if this is set after Watchmen, it should be. Um, he should. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get Rorschach. I don't think we're going to get necessarily Night Owl or Silk Spectre. Although, I, I don't think we need them. Although I have heard some people are theorising that the two new characters in Batman are Night Owl and Silk Spectre. We'll see how that plays yep. out. However, Mr. Oz could be Ozymandias. On this yeah. Um, that that would stand some reason because he would know about what Manhattan's doing. That was the first thing that sprung to mind when I read the name. But... Yeah, right. Because who, when you read Watchmen, who's the real hero of it? And it kind of comes out that Ozymandias, you know, you have to sacrifice a few to save the many. And you know, and if that's he's working to prevent Manhattan, who is this cold individual that has no feeling because he's pure logic? It's just got no humanity left, essentially. Right. Yeah, exactly. humanity is important. Is the kind of the whole point we're going to get? At, I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so no. So needless to say, we all loved Rebirth. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, filled me with nothing but optimism for the DCU going forward. And yeah, I'm sure there'll be some bad books there. They can't all be great all the time. But oh no. Um, That's, and obviously, some aren't going to hit our personal tastes. They, they could yeah. be good, but just not for us. Right. But uh, very optimistic. I'd just like to say as well, even just it's still in the issue. When you turn, you get that splash page of of all of them, of everyone. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just yes. Yeah, Wally's new costume down there on the corner. Yeah, yeah which is yeah, just an updated version of Kid Flashes. Just red yeah, but I mean, it's a yeah, it's a red and black. Uh, yeah, costume. I mean, well, I mean, they couldn't just, can just make him the Flash because there's already a Flash, and no. they can't make him Kid Flash. And he even says in the book, there's even a line that he specifically says, "Yeah, uh, my days of Kid Flash are behind me," or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. he's 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 grown up from that, like the rest of the Titans have. Yeah, it, yeah. Would, it would be silly for him to go back to being that. So they can't think of his, and it's, his own. And it's a one. better costume than the one Johns gave him in Rebirth, which was just a darker version. Mm. You know? Yeah, so. that was silly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really yeah, like this. I wasn't fine with this. Plus, it shows off his red hair, and we all know Connor needs a hero. I do. I haven't got anyone else. I mean, look at that splash page and find one other. You've got Mira. Yeah, but <laughs> see, this is the thing. Female gingers don't get the same shit that men do. <laughs> this is true. They just don't. This is true. And this is just, it's just, it's unfair. I'm sick of it, frankly. So, this, this is my hope. Yes. All right. What do we want to talk about next? We've got three other books we're going to talk about today. Uh, three yeah. other really notable ones that all sort of led into rebirth in some way, and that was Justice League, Superman Fifty Two, and Lois and Clark issue eight. So uh, Justice League, I think we'll jump to next since it yeah ties yeah. into. We don't have to go nearly as in depth as we do with rebirth, since you know that was setting the table. No, I, mean, um, I don't. I don't even think I could to be honest, because I do have some criticisms yeah. of Justice League. I think. The last chunk of it, where it's set up different things, it's set up things with Wonder Woman, it's set up yep. uh, the chair, Night Owl at the end, uh, or not yep. Night Owl, Night, uh, Owl Man. Owl Man. Well, they're fucking so similar. <laughs> I mean, one's evil and one's not, but you know what I mean. Are we sure? <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't know anything anymore. They're, they're but... both, you know, they're both owl people. Anyway, um, 
Baby Darkseid makes an appearance. Uh, yeah, Baby Darkseid. Like, they say up a lot of which, things. I do have to criticise a lot of the first half of this issue. And it's a criticism that I'm going to have of the last, like, four issues. Is it feels like they've been standing in the same battlefield for the last four yeah. issues with not a lot of things happening. Yeah. It's weird how slowly this arc has progressed. I feel like a lot... Like, it, it goes really quickly for, like, half the arc. And then it just stops and goes... We're just kind of waiting for the end now. Yeah, it really felt like that. And it kind well, of it's like, been his entire run on Justice League. But the thing is, the it's, it's delayed so many issues. They could have had this out in time had he just took, trimmed down the story to what he needed. Yeah. It's really weird. I, I don't know. I mean, he is great with these ideas of things, though. Like, I mean, he's this is his retelling of Crisis, almost. Because uh, you have the Anna Monitor showing up. You have the Crime Syndicate. Um, Alexander Luther Jr., you know... Plays a part in it, although it who changes ever so slightly. Who apparently had a fling with Superwoman at one point. Well, yeah, but that's what they they had um, because in in the original Crisis story, uh, Alexander Luther was the main hero, right? And then they mm. tried to made him the Shazam backwards. I'm not going to try to pronounce that because that was a weird word. But um, uh, here it's still Lois Lane. It's just Superwoman, evil Lois Lane. So. But yeah, it's it's weird, and they turn him into Baby Darkseid, which isn't what I thought they would do. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I hope it means that we can have a few years without Darkseid now, while yeah, he goes yeah. off and grows up and but, trains or whatever. He, yeah, he has just, to do. maybe in ten years we can have a Darkseid story again. But right now, mm. leave him off the table, please. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, but yeah, you get the Steve Trevor stuff, and you find out that the reason that didn't work was because he wasn't the first man to step foot on Themyscira, and that's where you get the reveal about uh, Diana's brother, Jason. It's a weird reveal for me, because I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Jason! I mean... Jason! <laughs> Jason! 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 It's one of those where if it wasn't being handled by a writer like Rucker, I'd yeah. feel really cautious about it. Yeah, which I'm sure because Rucka and John still are pretty close. Even even when Rucka had his big falling out with DC, I still think they kept in contact enough that I'm sure he pitched it to Rucka, and Rucka's like, "Oh yeah, I can work with that." Because mm. had he had a different story, I don't think that would have pulled. He could have pulled it out a different way. Hey, for all we know, it was the other way around. But what if Rucka asked him to show yeah. up? Pitched it, yeah, that could be it too. So yeah, it could be that he just. That was that was his story, and John's was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll just throw it in." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I, mean, I think this was the weakest DC book I read this week. Um, Man, just because just because it was muddled, just because a lot of it there was a lot of downtime where it just I feel like nothing was really happening. Um, some of the big moments were nice though. I mean, just Cruz getting a Green Lantern ring, cool. Yeah, that was a. Had they not, had he knew that she wasn't taking part in Green Lanterns. Mm. That would have been such an awesome reveal with her popping out with the costume on. I really loved that page. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, honestly, like that's something in John just want a green lantern. It was always fun. Whenever, whenever we got the uh, such and such, uh, you have the, the, yeah. the ability to overcome great fear. Welcome to Green Lantern Corps. That was always a fun moment. Yeah. So and it still is. If it's done well, it's, it still is. All that green flame around her. Oh, yeah. it's good. Yeah. It's cool. And then you have Lex in the new suit wearing Superman symbol. Mm, yeah. And instead of pinging, it's saying Lex. Mm. Which, because that's what he needs more of is an ego. Uh, so, it's, it, it makes me excited to see Lex. him in action, though. Yes. 
Yeah, and Definitely. I'm sure Dragons will uh, handle that well. And it'll still be very Superman-focused, which is nice. I don't want it to just be like... Yeah. It has to be their relationship. Yeah. Paul Cornell wrote a pretty great Lex 2 in Action Comics years and years ago. When it was strictly him, he was looking for the Orange Lantern stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, that was follow after great. Blackest Night because he wanted the Orange yeah. Lantern back. Yeah. Yep. So that was pretty great. So I don't mind Lex being the focus. So and he was used pretty well here throughout Justice League. I think my favorite arc outside of the Atlanta stuff that Johns did was the Amazovirus, Virus, and that was very Lex heavy. So yeah. you know, so a good it. run as a whole. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, um, all right. So I think that'll do for Justice League. I don't think there's a whole lot to yeah. talk about. That. I uh, let's no. let's jump over to Superman Fifty Two. Mm. Yeah, Um, you didn't like this, Matt? I did. Um, all right, okay. <laughs> I don't like that comic books make me feel emotions. Oh, right? Right, okay. Like, and I've I've had a very tumultuous relationship with Superman in the New Fifty Two. It hasn't been traditionally my Superman. And for a while, I dropped it when uh, Liddell was writing it because it was of I course. couldn't approach it anymore. Yeah. And I had it, you know. Then I had to come back four months later when Johns took it over, and it got better, but it still wasn't great. And it's just kind of been Superman since. Yeah, so- something um, was off, um, and I think Tomasi's done a good job in this. I start to make it feel a bit more like Superman, although I'm still happy we're getting. That, that's the weird yes. thing, though. If if they'd just given this to someone like Tomasi or whatever the whole time and just had him written like this, I wouldn't really have felt the need no. to have taken this drastic a step. It, I would have been happy. Because the main problem is they try to update Superman so much, and you really can't, because he still has to kind of be a man out of time, where, not well, like in the Captain America way, but he is from the heartland of America, where time goes a little bit slower. And he has a different set of values. And I'll never forget in the Lobdell run where he made Clark say booty call. And that's just not something I think Clark would say. You so, know? Uh, can I ask something Connor just said about had... No, I agree. If Tomas Netflix that had been written that way the whole time, people would be yeah. upset. However, in a weird way, I'm kind of glad he'd been terrible. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm actually glad that it's not only original Superman, but I, the fact that it's with Lois and they have the history. And I, I feel like had we had a more decent Superman from New 52, we may not have got that like that. I agree, right? but I'm saying it wouldn't have been missed half as much if Superman had just been good. Right. But something I always felt like. Yeah. Even, even when it was good, something felt kind of off. Like something yep. was Cause, a mess. Cause... Uh, the action comic stuff that Morrison ran pretty much stood on its own, you know, that yeah. didn't really uh, and it was not ver- And it was not very good. Yeah, well, I think if you go back and read it as a chunk, it reads it reads fine. It reads much better the second time around. Yeah. Mm. So, but it's also, it was meant to be his story about Golden Age Superman, not the, let's kick off the new 52 with this version. So that's why it doesn't fit. And then yeah. when uh, Pack and Cooter took over, action got a lot better when it wasn't involved in you had um, there was there was what? one arc that was supposed to who was it um it was like a three was issue the, the arc three. Yeah. yeah that was like oh this is good and then and then and you had all the behind the scenes issues where he left before the first issue yeah. came out mm-hmm. and it was like uh oh not not quite the hope yeah. that we but hoped. we're getting down a, a rabbit hole here of new well no I'm just saying so 
No, but we're, we're actually so we're actually doing a special on that in like a month, so shut okay. up, basically. So just, yeah. <laughs> this crossed over between all of the Superman story arcs for the last two months, right? So it went through Batman, Superman, uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Action. Am I yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was all it was all Superman books uh, yeah. for the last two months. It was all fifty one. So and this not only wraps up Superman for the new fifty two, but you know all of those threads and introduced a whole bunch of new ones. But right. I enjoyed this. It was probably the best issue of this arc since the first one or first two, oh, maybe. Yeah. And um, I enjoyed the fight. I enjoyed Superman doing whatever he could to try and like stop this guy a bit failing. And one of my favorite moments of the week actually was a uh, old Superman like appearing in that two-page splash. Like just yep. just when you think the new Fifty Two Superman isn't got enough in him to save the day, the old one shows up and makes sure like. You know, got this. Yeah, and I, I, I really like that moment. That was really, really nice. It was really good. Yeah. Do you think this arc yeah. in general, like, as eight issues, was too much for it? Yeah, I yes. mean, it was more of a five or six, I think, and it was yeah. spread out. I don't, I don't think it needed a crossover into Superman Wonder Woman because, yeah, they had a relationship, but it felt like it was a back burner. I thought so, Wonder Woman but... herself was a bit whiny. She's very selfish, yeah. and I just thought. Didn't really jive with everything else that Tomasi was doing in this story. Makes sense. Yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, we need something for those that book to do for the last two months. Yeah. So let's tie it into that. Yeah, it, it felt spread out. It felt because their Superman Batman relationship worked really well in the, the arc. Yep. That that was the three issues before of Superman Batman. I think it was uh, Tom Taylor was very good as well. Yeah. And that that had the same sort of friendship connection that that the rest of the book had been missing. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so yeah, check that out. I, I thought it was a it was a better end for New Fifty Two Superman that I ever thought we'd get, just based on yep. his time <laughs> as Superman. Um, and uh, I had some nice moments. Uh, so, <laughs> when you think about it, how much it took to kill this version was the Apocalypse Fire Pits, Kryptonite Poisoning, the Doomsday Virus. <laughs> like the dude was just a walking time bomb. Yeah, it was only a matter of time on it. <laughs> yeah, so and I didn't expect to get so emotional at the end, but the way that Tomasi and Janin handled it with the panels and the dialogue, you know, and then yeah, it the just happened. Was it was emotionally charged. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Definitely don't want to revisit that panel again. It got misty. Mm. So, yeah. Um. So, so that's good, and it ends with Lois writing an article, which is a really nice yeah. touch. Um, how 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 we're going to get to specifically, you know, hard becoming Superwoman? We'll find out, I guess, in Superwoman issue one, since I'm not set up yet. Yeah, which is in a completely different angle. I thought whatever the energy that was causing this guy to think he was Superman would so somehow end up with her. Chinese one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, I think that ties more. Which into is cool. To the Chinese one, just because they went to China yeah. to investigate it, so I think I don't think it'll be the exact same thing, but I think whatever that that place that was experimenting or whatever will be be the reason why. Uh, was it Kenji Khan? Is that the Kenji? Yeah, they've changed the name a couple times now. Huh? It was Kenji Khan at the WonderCon event. I think they've changed it once since yeah. then. Yeah. Right. Um, and this also set up the Supergirl stuff going forward. Yep. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yes. Which National City to a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, and she does get a costume redesign, right? She's not wearing the the bikini front, 
It's going to look more akin to the... More like the TV show. Yeah. The TV yeah. show. Which is, much, which is much better. Yeah. Yeah. Much better than... I mean, I don't hate the new 52 one, but it just... It doesn't, it doesn't feel like classic Supergirl to me. No. No. Feels off. All right, so... That'll take us on nicely then to Lois and Clark issue 8. Now, this is a book that kind of came out of nowhere almost. It was a really weird concept of like old 52 Superman and Lois and their son John. The uh, one positive to come out of Convergence was that they're, yeah. they had survived and they're they're here kind of being disappointed in, in how... It was a this very Superman. meta book throughout, wasn't it? Because you yes. like right from the first issue of this, he's judging this Superman. Yeah. Yep. Well, it, that was that was the thing as well. Is it? It, it made me realize just how much I hated the New Fifty Two almost because as soon as I heard him speak, it was like this feels right. This mm. this feels like the voice that's been missing. What it's, the? It wasn't that compelling a story at all. Like throughout the whole thing, the story. Oh, it can, it's all over the place. Yeah, but yeah. it was just. This is how they should be. This is how they yeah. should sound. Yeah, so it gets those characters, both of them right, both Clark and Lois sound right. And mm -hmm. then John's actually a really interesting little character. He's you know, he's he's endearing and the journey of him, which sort of culminates here with them trying to like jump off the porch and fly now that he knows he's yeah. Superman's kid. Uh yeah. is really nice. It almost feels like the correct and interesting version of what they try to do in Superman Returns almost. Yeah, it uh, definitely is. So, which I wonder if John's put this in motion, being so close with Richard Donner, because that was always the plan. I guess was in the Superman uh, story that Donner wanted to tell. They were going to introduce the kid. That's why in Last Son, um, the the action comics run hmm. that featured Zod coming back and Chris Kent. That's why there was a kid there. You know, so I almost wonder if they've been trying to do this now for the last like ten years, and He's they just got, got a way to do it. Up. Yeah, and they, yeah. and they did it. They handled it really well because he's not an annoying kid. You know, he's... I think he's going to play off of Damien really well in Super Sons. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward their, to... Their opposing attitudes is going to be fantastic. Yeah, yes. I hope there's a good writer on that because that is the one worry that that, that will be... Yep. There's no, we don't no way they give those two characters a shoot, right? They're not, they're not going to give that to Lobdell, are they? Come on. Don't put that out there, Connor. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Um, but because we don't know the creative team for that yet, or no. do we just know the artists? No, we don't. Okay. Well, we don't know the artists. Yeah, we, we, saw the, we saw okay. the costume designs, and that's it. Yes, we know, we know the concepts, okay. like just you know, Damien and uh, John teaming up. But that's about it. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to say that about the, the end of the, the plot because he's often you know he's fighting uh, this crazy purple-haired woman and Henshaw's like stories, like concluding. I mean, no one really cares. Like, like no, the story itself. I just the the end cap, the beginning of the end cap yeah. with. John and Lois, and then the family together, you know, and, and this that cover and is Cl fantastic. Clark uh, breaking out his old cape, yeah, and giving it, it to giving it to John's a really sweet moment, and then him actually flying up, it's yeah. just oh. yeah. yeah, and uh, and it's it's nice because it means he'll he'll have the flight power which he can use when he's with Damien, uh, in that book, and it just, yeah. it really separates the, those two characters. It'll be so hopefully. I was, yeah, gonna say, I was gonna say it's interesting to see because we've had Superman and Batman play off each other a lot in the past, and it'll be interesting to see how that translate when they're like thirteen, you know. Yeah. Because well, you also had you had uh, Tim Drake and Connor, they have their thing, mm. and now this just continues the great you know team up of the Bat and Superman families, you know. It's just, and just Damien being... can be a real dickhead. 
you know. And he's going to be, you know, he's so competitive yeah. and he's going to try and outdo him so much. Yeah. It's going to piss him off that, like, yeah. uh, Johnny can just go in a room and take, like, the bullet hits and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. You're uh, doing it wrong. No, this is how I do things. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. And then Damien has to try to deal with thinking that he does things wrong. It should yeah. be just a fantastic book. Yeah. It should be. And hopefully should. it is. Yeah. Um,. But that, that's it. That's week one of Rebirth. I mean, all, technically only one of the books was Rebirth, but the, the other ones yep. all fed into it and all built into it, so it, it would be a disservice yep. to not talk about them. Next week, we uh, we have Batman Rebirth issue one, we have Superman Rebirth issue one, we have Green Lanterns Rebirth issue one, and we have Green Arrow Rebirth issue one. So we've got four books to talk about next week, all these Rebirth issue ones, um, and that'll typically how it's going over the next few weeks, is we'll have, you know, four or five new books every week. And then when we get to next month, they start to beef up a bit because more books start to get added into the, the mix. Um, yeah. So that we'll be covering all four of those next week. Uh, so if you want to read those um, and check them out, um, or if not, just come back and find out what happened in them because we'll tell you <laughs> and yeah. discuss them at length. So, yeah, that's been a week one of Rebirth. Uh, although next week's the first real week of... This is, this is almost a, a week zero. So yeah, yeah. But it's been, it's been episode one of comics from the multiverse. Um, so to wrap up this week, we're going to do our outros and our plugs and see our twitters and all that. But first of all, I just want to actually uh, tell you about our friend Boy Ackerman because he's a, a comic book artist who's worked on a book with a couple of guys um, called Captain Ultimate. And they're doing a Kickstarter right now for a sort of volume one trade paperback. Yeah, for a print uh, run. Yeah, for a print run, because so far it's only been digital, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, so check it. It's called Captain Ultimate. You can find it on Kickstarter. Um, he's a friend of ours, so I just wanted to give him a shout out and uh, give him a little, you know, a little bit. Of and fun. also, the book is actually very good because I don't know about yeah. you. I, I've read it. You guys, I've read some of yeah. it. I've not read all of it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but it's it's important because it's a all ages in all form of it. You know. Yeah. What you want because it's it's those type of books that lead people to read stuff like Rebirth, so yeah. And if you know we're talking about hope and optimism, you don't get more yep. hopeful and optimistic than, than Captain Ultimate. Uh, and a plus, super dope mustache. I, I was just going to say he's got a killer mustache. So you know, check out check out that if you if you're interested, and uh, give us some support. And if even if you don't want to contribute to the Kickstarter, you can uh, go to Comicsology and buy the book. Uh, digitally yeah why support it that yeah. way or so. just or just spread the word you know yeah. that's all you have to do um but of course enough plugging of other people's stuff Someone let's else. plug our stuff um uh, <laughs> matt what's your twitter yes and your social medias where can people find you do what you get yeah at matt of steel 57 on twitter cool and whilst you on as part of the mail fuzz podcast network Oh, myself, I'm also on 1.21 gigawatts. Now you're talking to Connor for a second. You, you really uh, had to think about that there. I did. Uh, 1.21 gigawatts, the Mild Fuzz Movies podcast. And as long as Game of Thrones on, I pop up on Almost Cancelled to talk about uh, season six, Game of Thrones. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Usually you just ask me my Twitter handle and then I check out. No, I'm, I'm being, I'm, 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 this is the first episode, I'm giving everyone a chance to. because Peter's on everything, so he needs to yes. spread out everything for other people. Yeah, so Connor, uh, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at ConorRan94. 
And as Matt just mentioned, almost cancelled. You can find me covering pretty much everything else but Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. normally this would be very appropriate because we cover all the DC shows, but they've just ended because yeah. Yeah, summer. However, however, you can go to. Uh, you know, on the same channel as this on YouTube, if you're on YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. Melfus TV, you can get a nice handy playlist for all of the last season of Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, Legend of Tomorrow, and you can watch all our reviews on a nice handy playlist if you want to. Yeah. Mailed spoilers, um, Supergirl and Flash are fairly positive. Uh, Arrow and Legend of Tomorrow are fairly not positive. <laughs> Especially the back half of Arrow where I start just yeah. getting shit-faced drunk for the reviews. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, uh, but going forward, in terms of the comic book shows we got, we got uh, Outcast and Preacher have just started up, so we're covering those. Yeah, yeah, yeah and those uh, both had a promising start, so uh, you can check out those, check out what we thought of them, and uh, mm-hmm. definitely worth watching the shows. Um, and of course, I'll round up by saying you can find me on Twitter and other social media places at Wibble89. You can also find me on the horror movie podcast, Screams After Midnight, uh, which is on the Mail Fuzz Movies YouTube channel, along with 1.21 Gigawatts, and of course on iTunes and all that jazz. And with all that said, guys, uh, if you don't care about any of that, you just want to get DC Comics chat, you can just keep it here at Comics from the Multiverse. This has been episode one. Help us out by liking, subscribing, and five-starring on iTunes and whatever else. Uh, you know, comment on... If you're on YouTube, comment in the comments. Let us know what you thought of Rebirth and the other books this yes. week from DC. Um, but with that said, guys, this has been the first ever episode of Comics from the Multiverse. We will see you next week. And long live the Legion. <laughs>